0: Can the Biden administration stop betraying Ukraine? Hello, I'm Steve Forbes and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. When it comes to the horrors unfolding in Ukraine, the U.S. tragically has blood on its hands, from when we assured Ukraine of its territorial and political integrity in 1994 to our continuous too-little-too-late responses to Putin's invasion. It's high time we take the big, important steps to enable Ukraine to defeat the invader. Putin has never made a secret of his desire that one way or the other he wants to reassemble the Soviet Union, and he never hid his feeling that the key to this was subjugating Ukraine, the biggest country to emerge from the Soviet rubble other than Russia itself. Putin's also envisioned destroying NATO, the U.S.-led alliance that was critical in our winning the Cold War. He seethed as formerly communist Eastern and Central European countries like Poland joined NATO. He was especially infuriated that formerly Soviet states, Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia, also joined NATO. He was determined that no other pieces of the old Soviet empire did the same. That's why back in 2008, when NATO was ready to admit Georgia to the alliance, Putin invaded the country and seized a chunk of its territory. Something of the same thing happened in 2014 when the Ukrainian people toppled Putin's puppet president, and began moving closer to the West. Putin invaded and conquered Crimea, a part of Ukraine, and with Russian troops fomented violent separatist movements in eastern Ukraine. This was the first U.S. betrayal of Ukraine. In 1994, the newly independent country agreed to give up nuclear warheads stationed there when it was part of the Soviet Union in return for security assurances of its political and territorial integrity. Russia signed that agreement, as did the U.S. Yet, the U.S. response to Putin's aggressions was laughably ineffectual. Here we get to Washington's recent culpability for what is now murderously unfolding in Ukraine. Knowing that NATO is a red cape to the Putin bull, the U.S. nonetheless last November signed a Charter of Strategic Partnership with Ukraine that endorsed Kiev's right to seek NATO membership. Putin began in earnest plans to fully invade the country, yet the U.S. did next to nothing to properly arm Ukraine. Even after the hammer fell, Washington's response has been of a day-late and dollar-short variety, whether in applying sanctions or providing weapons. What should be done now? We should not only halt Russian oil imports to the U.S., we should also totally cut off all Russian oil exports to the world. Experts estimate that by year's end, Most of the lost Russian oil could be replaced by OPEC and U.S. producers ramping up production. We should sanction all Russian banks, no exceptions which we now allow. Bringing the Russian economy to its knees would intensify opposition to Putin. We should urgently step up weapons shipments to Ukraine. We should formally label Putin a war criminal. Finally, let's stop looking for Russian help for a nuclear deal with Iran a deal that would put the murderous mullahs on a glide path to getting the bomb. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions, and I look forward to being with you soon again.